Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business of Sports Tourism podcast. I'm Joel Lamp with the Huntsville Madison County Convention and Visitors Bureau. I'm joined by my cast of co-hosts. We'll start with uh, Vacation Lady, Cassie Poss. Well, welcome to the show. Um, thanks for uh, taking the time out during vacay. I'll always, and only for you guys, though. Appreciate it. We've got Ben Snyder from Grand Junction uh, Sports Commission. Hi, guys. Glad to be here. Not on vacation yet. Next week for me. And Cherie Gwynn from the Great Northwest in Spokane. Howdy, everyone. Well, it is good to have everybody back together since our last episode um, where we went oceanography, uh, learned a lot of stuff uh, about uh, uh, the uh, DEI uh, components and our friends at Compete Sports. Um, but today's episode is going to be built around uh, a mid-year check-in. Um, go back to our first episode um, back in the beginning of the year, back before Cassie was the superstar of this podcast and carrying it. Um, uh, you know, we kind of talked about, hey, how do you manage your destination? How do you manage your growth? How do you handle everything? Um, so now um, as we're in the mid-year uh, kind of checkup uh, in some, and, and I'll use us as an example, we're, um, I'm checking in on a mid-year towards my end of the year goals and everything, but then it's also, hey, we're in the middle of budget season um, because we're on a fiscal year that starts in October 1. So uh, kind of, you know, um, Ben, I'll start with you. Um, kind of uh, how, how do you guys kind of handle mid-year evaluations, all that stuff? Yeah, I think um, honestly our schedule of events really plays into kind of how we plan. Um, I think I mentioned when we did this beginning of the year, we have, we're Western Colorado. And so we get really hot in, in the summer. We're kind of that high desert. And so honestly, July and August, we have a, a pretty good drop in events just because of the heat out here. I mean, we had it was 107 on Monday, and so um, obviously it's kind of tough to, to get people in for that for those weekends. So this is a, a really good time for us to kind of recap what happened in the spring, um, make some plans for 2024 with that, but also hit the pavement on um, a lot of our fall 2023 planning. Um, obviously a lot of that work has been done already, but uh, we are on the calendar um, financial year with the budget, and so um we're not going through that process that's kind of end of the year for us but at the same time i mean it's just evaluating hey now that we i mean may was just bam 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 events non-stop and so now we have to really dive in a little bit deeper um dive through some of the like post-event surveys that we've done and really collect that data to make sure hey we're getting the, the right numbers to report but also understanding hey what what areas can we make improvements what were some of the biggest issues that we've seen with our events that we run with events that we partner with or just events across the country um and so uh, also a, a fun thing we're going through a strategic plan so we had a rp out we've got some submissions and we're going through a final um, interview process with a couple groups um and so we're we're excited to kind of implement that i sports commission here is relatively young in terms of a um 
life where we started in the end of 2015 and, and we're still kind of newer in the community. And so I think it's a really good opportunity for us to really say, hey, this is what we've done. This is where we can focus our efforts um, for the next three to five years, especially and and what what's the most valuable resource we can be for the community, whether it's trying to get some new facilities, whether it's trying to um, play a, a larger role in certain uh, event production, things like that. And so uh, that's kind of what's going through our our uh, to-do list right now. And, and again, I'm taking some time to catch my breath from a, a busy spring and gear up for a, a busier fall. Um, Cassie, how about you? Uh, we know we know you you're taking I, I gotta applaud you you're taking time out of your vacation to join us and do this so kudos to you for your dedication to being the superstar of the podcast well I think uh, you're the darling of the podcast um, <laughs> so <laughs> um I, I I don't I don't uh agree with the the superstar I think we're all there but um but you definitely are the darling of our idol. Um, oh. That being said, um, uh, yeah, you know, I think from a from a personal side, um, trying to we had a crazy spring, crazy summer, um, and trying to reel uh, myself back a little bit as we, you know, um, we were down a person. We just added a person back in June um, on the development side, so that'll help going forward. But it was a uh, a tough, you know, six to seven months there where I was carrying kind of most of, of the stuff on, on my side. So, um, having that extra person will, will help, but that also means, you know, I needed to take some, some time. So I'm glad to be able to, to do that. Um, you know, really, I would, I would agree with kind of both of you so far, as far as, you know, Ben, um, are we do have a little bit of some downtime um here kind of late july uh early august um but then we really kind of start to ramp up again um kind of mid to late august and into september and and we have the same uh fiscal year as you do joel so that means we're in the final quarter now um so we're we're pressing kind of up against the the end of the year goals the end of the year budget looking at next year's budget looking at next year's travel so all of those fun conversations are happening um you know we're doing as a group strat planning but also looking at individually um now that we have kind of our team set uh, as of right now what does that look like for next year but also what does that look like for uh, future years that we have started to lock certain things in. Um, you know, do we have the staff deployed the way that they need to be? Um, and, uh, you know, and then just really finishing, finishing the quarter strong, both from an events and, and, and trying to hit our, hit our goals, hit our numbers, um, that, that we've kind of promised to do. So we're in good shape for all of those, but, you know, it takes a little bit of cat wrangling there towards the end. Y'all both hit on the strategic plan piece, and, and so I, and I'm sure y'all I'll hit you in just a second. That's that's a it's always we hear more and more of destinations going through that strategic plan, uh, or at le internally doing a a strat plan to figure out okay, hey, here's here's where the earth has moved in the sports world in the last two years. Um, cause I, I can imagine 
two to three years ago, pickleball wasn't on anybody's radar. And now if you're a destination, you're not having a conversation about pickleball, you're behind the eight ball, if you will. Um, but, um, you know, that, that taking that time to kind of strategically plan and position, where do you want to position the destination? Um, that's always a, a key piece. It's something um, I sat down with our sports commission um, who we tag team uh, with the way we're set up here um, and like uh, address, okay, hey, where do we want to go? What are the events we want to look for? Um, and then kind of, take a little bit more of a laser focus on that as, as opposed to the big cannonball approach. Um, Cherie, uh, how, now that Ashley is uh, uh, the, the queen of Spokane, um, how, how do you guys uh, kind of operate now uh, in the, this mid-year segment? Well, it's interesting. She's six months in. So uh, our board is doing her six month review for her, which has been great. And I don't know if you guys have seen, but we are onboarding about five new people to our staff, which is huge. Um, yep. I'll oversee two of them. And it's very exciting times to know that there's enough growth in our industry to support these roles. Um, but we've been a lean machine of, you know, the five of us. And so to have some additional support is going to be huge on our infrastructure side of things. Um, but we have been going through a strategic plan for the past year. Um, and this is one that is like ongoing where we check in every year. It's a little bit different than come up with a plan and then be done with it and maybe never dust, you know, dust it off of your bookshelf. So this is one where you integrate and we've integrated with our public facilities district and visit Spokane. And so we all are working internally on our own strategic plans, but then um, externally working as a collaborative effort um, from a city standpoint to ensure that we're hitting the marks on the convention side, the facility side, and on the sports side of market. So it's a very unique collaboration that we are endeavoring for the next probably three years um, as it's a constant check-in once a month and um, can be a little bit taxing at times just on the sports side of things, just because we're on the go all the time. Um, but overall, it's good because it will give a good vision for our community and what that looks like as a whole um, um, kind of just grouping of all of us. And then we are working on um, really kind of fine tuning like our CRM going in and cleaning up all of our databases, looking for future events, cloning out our future events. Uh, we have our um, we have bids for our Washington State interscholastic events coming up, and they've kind of taken the approach of NCAA, where they're going to do four year cycles for all of our high school championships. So those bids are due August first. So working on those um, as an organization, determining what are best fits for Spokane versus other cities within Washington, and then. As you guys mentioned, you guys have your budget uh, October. We're looking at potentially changing ours to the end of June um, just to align it. So it's a mid-year check-in um, versus end of year. We've always done December and it doesn't always quite align with our funding um, patterns. So really an opportunity reset. Kind of Ben, we're the same way. Uh, the Pacific Northwest becomes a huge leisure travel market. So when it comes to sports, it's really hard to get low discounted rates 
Um, and so usually we try and kind of just leave that to the leisure market. We hit the market strong for, you know, winter, uh, spring and fall is kind of where we strategically focus on trying to get events into our market. I mean, not everybody can be sunny in 72 like it is in Huntsville. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, 92, 92. Um, uh, sorry, I misread the thermometer, maybe wishful thinking. I was like, um, 72 sounds dreamy. <laughs> God, it, it, so it's 70 when I go to the gym in the morning in, at 5.30. And then when I come out, it's 80 <laughs> pretty fast. So it's, uh, it's, it's not for the faint of heart right now uh, outside. Um, right. Quick question for Sharif. Uh, is that um, strategic plan that you guys are doing, is that an outside group that you're using or is that all kind of internal from the city that are like pieced together? Does that look like? Yeah, it's an outside group called Freshview and okay. they've done a lot of different integrations with different organizations within the Spokane market, but also outside of this market as well. And it's a whole different approach. It's a, It's not your traditional strategic plan. Um, where you kind of just go, okay, what are your goals and objectives? It really dives into like personality traits and how do you work with other organizations? So it's much more in depth. And, um, I think the longevity there of, like I said, a lot of times you take a strategic plan, look at it, put it on a shelf, maybe in a year you go back and look at it, but this is one that you change on, um, almost on the monthly, just to ensure that your goals are aligning with, you know, where you're going as an organization. Yeah, that's that's an interesting approach. I definitely saw a couple of the ones that had um, uh, a couple of, like ongoing check-ins versus just a one one and done kind of thing. It was like more of a process versus uh, upfront. But thanks, curious. Well, and two, I think I think it's important for destination. Like, I think you can have you go through that process with like a third party because they'll ask questions that maybe you haven't addressed yet. Um, but also I think it's then important to sit down yearly to not only check in or more than that, not only check in with that plan, because um, typically they're anywhere from three to five years beyond that is kind of pointless. But because um, especially with our, our markets changing as, as they always do. But I also think it's important too to just sit down and kind of whether or not you call it strat planning or kind of a reevaluation period, which is, I guess, more so what we're in is, and it's kind of similar to, to what you were saying, Shri. I mean, we're really looking at all of our processes and like, okay, is this the best way to really do this is, you know, are there some reports, especially within our CRM that can better be automated so that we're getting that in real time, as opposed to us having to go in and click and download and this whole big process. So I think it's also important to do that kind of yearly um, and just clean things up as well. If somebody can teach me how to clean up Simple View, that would be fantastic. Um, but uh, alas, We're hiring someone for that <laughs> <laughs> to manage that, <laughs> clean it up. I, it. <laughs> I can tell you that every time I log into Simple View, it's just like, oh dear, sweet baby why, what am I doing? I'm entering the hellscape that is uh, the CRM for the day. Yeah. So. I mean, we have an analyst on uh, that's, that's part of Visit Fort Worth that kind of helps manage a lot of that for us. But I, I will say, you know, I'll never forget uh, the previous analyst be before the current one that we have always used to say to me, garbage in, garbage out. And so that, you know, it really rings true then when we're trying to run reports because, you know, 
as taxing as it may be to like, okay, I've got to put this in or I've got to put that in, like then it, it really messes up your reports. So, um, but I agree with you, Joel. It's not, it's not, it's not a fun, it's not a fun one. <laughs> the, the minute I log in, it's like, what are you doing here? Um, <laughs> you're back again. I thought we kicked you out the last time. Um, so, um, let's talk a little bit about our travel schedule. Um, and this episode won't be as long as, uh, our normal episodes are, but, um, you know, um, how do you build out your travel schedule? How do you and your team build out your travel schedule? And I'll open the floor. <laughs> Don't everybody jump in at once. <laughs> I, it, so so I'll use me I, again I'll we have a office-wide spreadsheet that we have to put down what our wants are for shows what the entry fee is and um what the hotel travel expense is going to be and then everybody gets thrown into the matrix and then they, uh, our senior staff makes the decision or our board makes the decision of, okay, Hey, um, they're going to go to this, this, and this, and away we go. I mean, for, for us, it's, I mean, it's a little bit different. Um, we will each department, um, uh, because we are still kind of a sub-brand of Visit Fort Worth, each department will kind of put up their their budget um, for that piece uh, of their overall budget. Um, and, you know, if, if it's approved, it's approved. Ultimately, though, we internally will break that budget down in terms of all the different um, shows and, and conferences that we will go to. Um, and, you know, we'll look at airfare, we'll look at, um, you know, cause certain destinations are going to be more than others. Um, and we kind of know that kind of going in. Uh, so we'll look at all of those, but we'll also look at not only conferences and trade shows, we'll also look at, okay, are there any major site visits that we need to do as well? And we try to throw it really all on a spreadsheet because, and we do it for the whole fiscal year. So from October all the way to the following September, because ultimately what we sometimes will run into is all of a sudden we start to see there's like three things stacked on top of each other and there's no way that we can make all of those things work. So something has to get pulled off the list. Um, so we'll do that. And then uh, we'll also look at our like event calendar and some different things that we've got going on at the same time, because it, as much as we'd love to go to every conference or trade show, it may not be in our best interest if we've got something major going on in the city at that time too. So it's, I would say it's a, it's a really fun game of Tetris on our side. Yeah, we're, I think, um, Cass, that's really great points. Like it, it really relies, obviously it's the budget is a huge part of it, um, especially for a small market like Grand Junction, we, we really have to play, make sure we get a return on these, um, conferences and, and shows but also our event schedule i mean we've got a, a team of three and so if we have a major event i'm like i can't afford to have someone go um, away for that that event so um definitely try to figure out what that looks like from what events we have what what support those events need and then also 
I think each conference has their own, certainly the, the networking and uh, cultivation of, of new business is there, but also the education pieces and um, making sure that uh, trends and things like that are, are we're taking things away from it, not just um, solely for networking too. So. And we approach it, and actually this summer is part of kind of that build out is each of us kind of, you know, if it's more on the event side or is it marketing? And so we kind of divide it out and kind of see, okay, does our marketing team need to attend some, you know, branding type of conference? And so we kind of divide it out into each person picks like, okay, is there something that they want to attend, whether it be educational, continuing education, or is it working with an event and attending it? pre us hosting it. And so we come up with all of us create basically a wish list, put it into a master spreadsheet with all of the costs associated with it. And then we kind of go through and cherry pick and say, okay, here's the highest priorities. Here's second tier, here's third tier. And then we always leave in a buffer for the just in case, okay, we see an awesome event that we'd love to bid on. Um, we'd love to go with and you know, scout it out and fully understand it before we ever bid on it. I think that's also a big component um, as you're looking at events to ensure that you have the capabilities to ensure that you're successful when you do, if you are bidding on it and win it, that you can um, successfully execute it. So that's a big part of that. But um, yeah, now is about the time that we'll start that wish list and kind of look at conferences, continuing education, scouting trips, all those types of events are what we put into our travel allotment. Well, and that's one of the things I've been pushing a lot more with our group is what you guys do with the pre-event. Hey, if we win this, what does it look like in our city? What does it look like in our buildings? And building that out uh, and trying to build that schedule out a little bit further um, because we have seen success, some success with it. Um, but um I, I think the other thing that I think all of us hit on is is that the ROI on the shows when we are um, on the road that uh, we've got to play money ball a little bit. It's not just uh, hey we're going to a show. It's it's got to have a uh, uh, a definite ROI and or if not, then we're not going to go to it the next year um and uh i know of at least one show uh that i i made that decision about six hours into the show last year that okay i'm i'm done i'm out for next year so um all right uh shifting gears and kind of foreshadowing a little bit our next episode we get our uh good friend rush york from the uh, the NCA is going to join us and talk a little bit about the uh, portal opening and the NCA symposium coming up. Um, and then uh, we just got the email from uh, Sports ETA earlier this week announcing that uh, it looks like it's only going to be a two-year window for championships uh, instead of the traditional four. Um, so, uh, gang, what's y'all's thoughts on that? Well, I will. I'll start. Um, I think for with... us, it actually. Go ahead, Shuri. Go ahead, Shuri. <laughs> you go. You go. Inside. That is like that is like the Zoom version of like a like a ball snack. Like. Yeah. 
<laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, I think for us, like we're in the process of looking at building like a permanent cross country course here. So it's actually uh, advantageous for us us to have a two-year cycle versus four-year cycle, um, especially as facilities pop up. Um, if you're not within that four, four-year window, you're out of the running, even though maybe in that uh, year two or three cycle, you could potentially be throwing out a bid. So I think it's actually probably a little bit more advantageous for us moving forward and even our hotel partners and our events calendar, um, at least from our perspective right now. Yeah, I was gonna to make you. a quick note, quick note if that's okay, Sheree. Um, we're we're kind of on the smaller side, and so I, we've got to be very selective with what we can host. And I I think it's it's pretty candid that we can't do some of the major events, and so we're looking at a lot of um, obviously NCA sports division two and three, um, with with a division two school here, a couple smaller sports and and more of emerging sports like women wrestling, for example. That's one that we're really focused on. Uh, we've got a really strong women's program and. Um, again, some of these niche sports that will fit what we are able to offer, um, kind of the restraints of, of being in a small community. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, we're kind of in the same boat. I mean, we're we're looking to to um, build a soccer complex, long field complex. So that kind of helps us on on some of those um, those bids. It, it's not something that we um, have full plans. Uh, drawn up um, for uh, this cycle. So, you know, having it be a two-year cycle actually helps us. It, to, to Sheree's point, it's kind of very fortuitous. But I also think too, like, I kind of look at this from the NCAA's angle. I mean, they've got a brand new president. Like, I think, I don't know that this is going to be the standard going forward. I feel like they enjoy having kind of the those four years kind of wrapped up for most championships. So I'm wondering if this is just kind of, again, thinking out loud, I'm wondering if this is just kind of a segue um, for them to get some things under their belt, get those two years squared away, and then we could see the return of the four year um, after that. Um, I, I don't know the answer to that, but also I just kind of wonder if it's if it's an opportunity for them to evaluate the bid portal system, see if there's anything that they need to to fix uh, going forward. And then, you know, we could be back at the four-year cycle um, again. So um, it'll be interesting to see if if this is just a um, an exception to the rule or if it's something that, that the NCAA continues to do. That will be the interesting thing. And having been at a destination that hosted the first and second rounds, of the basketball tournament four times, um, having that lead time to prepare for it is critical to it being successful. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, this plays out um, in the next couple of months slash years um, because it is while the uh, green flag drops uh, in September when the portal opens. Um, the checkered flag doesn't drop until uh, over a year later. So it'll be, it's always a fun process to go through that. Um, so our fun question to wrap up today's episode is more of a preview of the rest of the year. Um, who's the guest that we most want to have on the podcast the rest of the year? Um, we've got some great guests lined up. We've 
already talked about Russ. We got Rick Mack from Aces, Lou Mingsaw from Sports Congress. Um, we're uh, going to get John David from Sports CTA. Who else do we need to? Who else do you want to get? Right. Cassie, you're up first. Oh, Ben, you just keep getting denied, my friend. Um, so, I mean, I would say um, I'm really excited, obviously, here from from um, from Russ. Um, and then I think it's really it's going to be really important for us to hear from John David and what his his plans are for sports ETA and what that looks like as he takes takes the helm. What is the future of our of our association look like? And what is his plan going forward? Um, so I'm excited for those. As far as like other guests, you know, I, man, I think that we, we went uh, kind of long in our discussion for uh, strategic planning. So we might have to bring in somebody to kind of talk through uh, what that looks like. Um, we know we've got a couple of partners that can help us with that. So, um, you know, I would say that that would be a, a cool episode to do and, and we can bring in somebody that um, can speak to that that process a little bit for destinations that either have, haven't done it or maybe it's been a while since they have done one. Ben, how about you? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, like I said, we've got some great um, guests lined up with Russ and Lou and uh, Rick. Obviously, John Day, really excited to hear from him. Um, I know he's certainly going through a whirlwind of a first hundred days in in the position and I'm sure it's not going to stop anytime soon but uh, I know we had talked a little bit about uh, I want a good friend Hunter Lehman that spoke at uh, U.S. Congress in Richmond about adaptive sports and that's uh, I think adaptive sports is a really um, good conversation that we can have and just be um, similar to DEI just the education and, and opening some um, doors to what we can do with that um, Side note, him and I are riding across the state of Iowa starting next week for the uh, Ragbri, oldest bike ride in the country. Um, so 500 miles over seven days. Wish me luck. Get it, Ben. Yeah. Go get them, Ben. Good luck, buddy. Hydrate, um, Ben. Hydrate. And Cherie, what about you? Um, you know, I think we have a great lineup, uh, to Cassie's point, you know, listening from John David's perspective, uh, you know, new, new, uh, leadership there for sports ETA, I think will be huge and the gutting direction, you know, as it's kind of our main governing body over sports commission. So it'll be interesting to see kind of the direction there. Um, I think also moving forward, it'd be interesting to, even here, um, I know the portal for volunteers just opened up for Paris. Maybe we get someone from the USOPC. Um, also, I wouldn't mind looking at someone from like Safe Sport, um, as we just had kind of a lengthy conversation about, you know, how you see it in the NGB world, but you don't see it in, you know, NCW, you don't see it in the collegiate realms or um, even just, you know, some clubs things. So it'd be interesting talking about if we had someone from Safe Sport on our to just kind of discuss from volunteers to um, student athlete interaction and um, how we can best work with them to ensure that our kids are safe out there. I like that idea too. Well, I tell you what, we've got a lot of stuff to uh, cover in the next six months to end the year, but uh We've got a we've had a good good run of shows so far. We'll see how the rest of this year cranks out. If you've got any ideas for one of our episodes, please don't hesitate to email one of us or uh, ping us on social media, tweet, face, snap, chat, whatever uh, your uh, social Red. media Red. preference is. 
Um, and our Facebook page. Don't forget our, our Facebook page and the massive following we've developed there. Yeah. Um, so, so um, make sure to follow that as well. But uh, that's it for today's episode. Uh, anything else, guys? Have a great week. I want to hear good results from your meeting, Joe. That's that's the main thing. That's the main thing. Well, guys, we will talk again in a, a couple of weeks. Uh, y'all have a enjoy uh, today, and uh, thanks for listening to Business of Sports Tourism Podcast.